We're in the fifth week of a new series for the new year, looking at simplifying our lives, simplifying our lives through the exercise of decluttering. Clutter is an untidy collection of unneeded things, useless things, forgotten things, unwanted things, things we hang on to out of habit or neglect or just insecurity. And it's a problem. It's a problem because clutter keeps coming and it just keeps on coming at us. And that's a problem because clutter distracts us it can confuse us. Clutter gets in the way of what we're doing or what we want to be doing or what we should be doing. Decluttering is the process in which you remove, reorganize, reorder for the sake of cleanliness and good order, for simplicity's sake, for improved aesthetics, or just for more comfortable living. When you declutter, you're making value judgments on the stuff that you've got what's important that you need to keep close at hand, what's important and worthwhile but can be put away for a while, and what needs to go, what you need to get rid of. And as we've already discussed, just as we can declutter our workspaces and our, our living spaces, we can declutter other areas of our life, really every area of our life, our hearts and minds, our friendships and relationships, and as we looked at one week, even our soul. Today, we're going to look at one of the areas of life many people would say is easily the most cluttered of all, at least it can feel that way, our schedules, our schedules. If you feel like your schedule is challenging or even cluttered, there may be any number of reasons for that. One reason might be because you're in a busy season of the year. Christmas time, springtime, back to school time, they're just busy times of year. If your kids are currently in multiple sports programs, your schedule is going to feel hectic. If you're an accountant, tax season is your busy season. If you're a high school student starting the search for college, that can become very busy and hectic. Personally, the end of 2022 was very busy for me because the fall is always a sprint to Christmas Eve with lots of planning and programs, as you can imagine, on top of which we had a deadline of January 1st with our publisher to provide a complete manuscript of a new book that we're currently working on. More on that later, but needless to say, it was a busy season. A second reason for a cluttered calendar is because you're not in a busy season of the year, you're in a busy season of life. If you're a parent with little kids, your days can feel chaotic. Many people would argue it's the most difficult time in life. Or maybe you're caring for an aging parent, or starting a new business, or in the process of moving, or facing multiple medical issues, and your schedule feels out of your control. The third reason for a cluttered calendar may be that you just say yes to everything. 
You don't know how to say no. You don't want to say no. You like to be needed. You need to be needed. The fourth reason for a cluttered calendar may be your need to learn and employ time management skills. You simply don't have the skills you need to succeed. A fifth reason for a cluttered calendar is that you don't have a clear sense of priorities. You don't have a clear vision for your life and what's up ahead. You, do have, you don't have time, you haven't taken the time to step back and make that reflection. Or it might be a combination of some or all of the above that's the problem. To help you discern what should be a priority, what should be delayed, and what should be removed from your schedule, we're going to take a brief look at a passage from the Gospel of Matthew, taken from a portion of the Gospel called the Sermon on the Mount, which we also read from last Sunday. Here's what Jesus says in that sermon. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So Jesus addresses these words to his friends and followers. If you follow Jesus, he compares you to salt. That sounds strange, doesn't it? What does it mean? Well, 2,000 years ago, salt was an incredibly important and expensive commodity. Salt held great importance in a time when there was no refrigeration. Meats and fish would be salted to preserve them from spoiling. Then as now, it was also used for flavor, but in a time when spices and flavoring were rare, so it was valuable. It was so valuable, Roman soldiers were sometimes paid with salt. In fact, the word salary derives from that very practice. So Jesus says to his friends and followers, just as salt serves as a preservative, just as salt adds flavor, just as salt has and adds value, they can serve a very special, unique role in their workplaces, in their families, at their schools, in their communities, adding value to those environments precisely because of their faith, precisely because they are people of faith. So, he counsels, they should take care not to lose their value. We would say, don't burn out. Don't become so exhausted and overscheduled and oversubscribed that you can no longer effectively make the positive contribution you're meant to make because you're too busy. Busyness is not the goal of life. People often lose hold of the actual value they could be adding, the impact that they could be having because they're too busy. They make busyness their goal. Some people even wear it as a badge of honor. For sure, having a disciplined work ethic is good for our character. Working to achieve goals is great for our personal and professional growth. Feeling challenged and stretched is always healthy, but busyness and constantly being on the go is not good. It is not good for us. It can hurt and harm us, and it can burn us 
out. We lose our value. Jesus offers another analogy. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. So Jesus tells his friends and followers, not only are they to be salt adding value, they are to be light providing vision. Christ's followers are light for the world. At least we're supposed to be light. Light to shine before others, providing vision and direction. That's us. <laughs> How do we do that? Well, precisely by using the gifts and talents God has given us for the good of others. God has given you a set of gifts and talents that he has not given me and that he will not give anyone else. But those gifts and talents need to be developed and shared. They require an investment of your time and energy. The more you invest and use and share those gifts and talents, the brighter your light will shine before others. Why is that important? So that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. So that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. There are good deeds that only you can do in your workplace, in your family, among your friends. And those good deeds honor God for sure, but they can also influence and inspire others, especially when it comes to faith in Christ. So, here's the crucial question we can ask ourselves when it comes to how we choose to spend our work time, our home time, our school time, and our spare time, all our time. And the question is this. What are the good deeds that only you can do, the compelling Christian witness that you uniquely can make in those environments? Say it again. What are the good deeds that only you can do, the compelling Christian witness that you uniquely can make in the environments in which you spend your time. When it comes to my time, when it comes to my role as pastor of the parish, that was an incredibly important question I should have been asking myself when I became pastor a few years ago now, but I didn't. The expectation was at that time that I pretty much do everything. It was up to me from unlocking the front doors on Sunday mornings to changing the toilet paper in the men's room. To this day, I'm not sure who took care of the ladies' room. <laughs> My presence was absolutely expected and demanded at absolutely everything that happened here. The thought was, if Father didn't come to the event, then it wasn't an authentic gathering in some way. That's the prevailing view, by the way, in many Catholic parishes, and one of the very reasons that they don't grow. They can't because the pastor is like a lid on the place. I very deliberately don't do a lot of things other pastors do because other people could be and should be doing it. 
things like greeting people at the front door. In more recent years, I've also worked hard to stay in the zone of my strengths and delegate my weaknesses. There are many things I'm responsible for that I'm not good at, many things. I'm responsible, for instance, for the finances of our parish. So I trust them to our CFO, Brandon, and to our, our very wise and competent financial counsel. Most of all, I stick to what I can do that I alone can do, which is, first of all, celebrate the sacraments, preach at weekend masses, lead our stewardship efforts, lead our parish staff, serve in our Rebuild Association, and manage our relationship with the archdiocese. Especially when it comes to explaining to the archdiocese the latest crazy thing our crazy staff has dreamed up. At the Catholic Center, I have a feeling references to Church of the Nativity are typically accompanied with a question, they did what? So when it comes to decluttering your calendar, you want to prioritize on your schedule the programs and projects and services that can do the most good that only you can do. You also want to make sure you're putting on your calendar the good that you can do for yourself. No one else can set aside time for quiet time and prayer time. No one else can rest and relax for you. Next, it, when it comes to decluttering, what are some things you're doing on a regular basis that you need to press pause on right now? And finally, what do you need to say no to? Understanding that the good and great work God has prepared for you absolutely means you need to take off your calendar activities that drain and deplete you. Give yourself 10 minutes today. Do yourself a favor and answer those three questions. What do I need to keep? What's no for now? And what do I need to stop? Also, allow me to make another suggestion that might strike you as counterintuitive since we're talking about taking things off your schedule. Why not consider putting a weekly commitment to a nativity small group on your schedule? Specifically, making a commitment to getting into a small group this Lent, as in just for Lent, a limited commitment. Our small group director, Susan, tells me there are 60 small groups that currently have openings available. Every kind of group, adult groups, young adult groups, college groups, women's groups, men's groups, mixed groups, couples groups, groups online, and when it comes to schedules, we have groups available nearly any time of day and every day of the week. Today is a great opportunity to sign up as we begin to look ahead to Lent later this month. While a Lenten small group commitment might strike you as just one more thing for your calendar, it can actually be an invaluable thing, a tremendous help in unpacking and understanding your schedule and getting perspective on it, which is exactly what a lot of busy people do not have. Groups are an amazingly helpful place to really reflect on what you're doing and what you should be doing as you hear about what others are doing. 
Anyway, to find a group or just find out more, text GROUP to 88877. That's GROUP to 88877. Or stop by the Welcome Center on the concourse after Mass if you're joining us in person. Or ask our chat hosts about it if you're joining us online. God has created you to do some good work that he has given you to do that he has not given to anyone else. And here's the thing, here's the thing. If you don't do that work, it won't get done. It will remain undone. Undertaking it, on the other hand, is exactly how, exactly how you are to be salt and light among us. Thanks for watching. Be sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. You can be part of our mission to love God, love others, and make disciples by sharing this video. We're grateful that you're part of this community.